0: Isn't it interesting what is happening across Western civilization over the past two years? I mean, not just plain old interesting like watching whatever passes for cinema in our selection of movies today, but the kind of interesting that you might have noticed during the rise of the Roman Empire. Or the kind of interesting if you were living in Lyon, France during the French Revolution. Really, really interesting. For starters, let's say. Isn't it interesting how social media companies that gave rise to the idea of the free exchange of thoughts, of information, and the free and open debate of any and all ideas, who led thousands of aspiring speakers and content creators onto their platforms to generate their own income, isn't it interesting how quickly those social media platforms instantly turned? into ultra-woke Puritan Grand Inquisitors, ready to imprison or deplatform anyone who did not abide by their community standards. Well, also, whoever believed that they were involved in a community on social media platforms that would attempt to destroy them for wrong-think? That they would actually be doing things that are completely Orwellian? But isn't it interesting and encouraging... How quickly those in the United States created other platforms outside of the big three of YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to be able to speak freely. And it is so interesting how each of these three giant social media platforms won't allow you to fully discuss the origins of COVID 19, possible therapies for COVID 19, the efficacy and need for vaccinations, the results of the 2020 election the illegitimacy of the Biden election and of their administration. Now, it is interesting how all of those same social media companies were actually sponsoring and promoting media sources and voices who were arguing for the illegitimacy of the Trump presidency five years ago, pushing phony Trump-Russia narratives over the past five years, and fully invested in those that would spark the revolution in 2020. Interesting how all of that worked out. Isn't it also interesting how the entire mainstream media, except for Fox in most cases, seemed to trend towards allowing for an excuse that Daryl Brooks, the man who drove his SUV through a crowd of elderly people and children in a Christmas parade in Wisconsin, was probably not even purposely driving over nearly 40 people, six of whom died because he was in a knife fight before and was just kind of spooked by the entire incident and was afraid that the police were following him. I mean, if you had something like this happening with a white male driving through a parade of African-Americans in Wisconsin, well, first of all, the entire state would be in flames. And then you would have folks like Jonah Goldberg, David French, and Al Mohler writing articles about the ever-present scar of white supremacy. And 90% of Congress, including Republicans, wanting to immediately have the CIA and FBI check all of the personal belongings of every single white person in the nation. You would have every news agency having every single news team with teams doing entire newscasts for a week, camped in front of the scene of the crime, lamenting whiteness. Well, that is how this would play out if the ethnicities were reversed. But isn't it interesting that the mainstream media has already moved on from the horrific mowing down of human beings because of their skin color story? It's really interesting indeed. Isn't it interesting how companies that were focused on profits, on success on helping their investors profit. Isn't it interesting how after BlackRock and Vanguard took major shares of almost all of those companies, that all of a sudden, profits and the chief responsibility of those companies didn't matter anymore? That all of a sudden, those companies were more concerned about destroying what made them great, like oil and gas companies or automobile companies, instead of responding to market demands. I mean, wasn't it really interesting how there was a massive, unprecedented 1,640 CEOs of major companies that all left their lofty and successful positions in 2019, just before the 2020 reflexive pandemic and the World Economic Forum's Great Reset? Wasn't that interesting how they all left at the same time? I mean, The last time we even got within a half of what that was in 2008, just before the attempt at the first Great Reset, you know, the Richard Florida one, that Trump sort of spoiled. Gosh, I mean, you had CEOs in 2019 that were really at the top of their game in the best economy in the history of the world. These people resigned all during that time. There were people like Dennis Mylenberg of Boeing, Oscar Munoz of United Airlines, Mark Osterstrom of the travel company Expedia, Steve Easterbrook of McDonald's. You know, I mean, it is really, really interesting. I mean, it's almost like all of the over 1,640 CEOs that all abruptly resigned knew that something was going to happen in 2020. Like something really big like it was all coordinated kind of like what I have been warning about over the past five years well but anyway it is really interesting. It is really interesting how all of the major car manufacturers have been able to survive almost an entire year of not getting any car inventory at all And isn't it interesting how after Joe Biden effectively being in office for only about nine months or so, how all of a sudden, All of the car manufacturers have nothing but electric cars to offer. That they will be offering now instead of the gas-powered cars that were selling fantastically well in 2019 and the first part of 2020. Well, you know, when gas prices were so low and after Donald Trump put America on the path to oil and gas independence. Remember, like, just a year ago when the price of gas was under $2 a gallon? I mean, gosh, it is really interesting how all of the car manufacturers are able to take over a $120 billion loss and turn right around with electric cars that no one really wanted. When the time that they had to plan to make those cars, all of the gas-powered cars were doing so well, and gas was so low, and we were on our way to energy independence. And it isn't amazing that how all these cars are now rolling off the assembly lines, that all these things had to be designed schematically, test-driven, and so forth during the time when gas was so low and oil was so plentiful in the Trump administration. Boy, that's really interesting. And it is really interesting that Joe Biden today just said, quote, that Americans, they would save more money on gas if they owned electric cars, end quote. I mean, gosh, it's almost like President Biden, Klaus Schwab, BlackRock, and the car manufacturers were working together, knowing full well what the Biden administration was going to do in 2021 in disrupting and dismantling oil and gas, regardless of what the Trump administration was doing in 2020. Man, that is really interesting. I mean, I'm sure there was no collusion or anything involved. And gosh, it is so interesting how Apple, you know, Apple computers, announced that Apple's first car will be produced for sale in 2025. What is really interesting about Apple's first car is that it won't have a steering wheel. I mean... I'm sure that there really isn't anything to worry about there. You know, what else is really interesting about all of this is that we had complete and total, apart from any other nation, energy independence and the United States under Trump. And now, all of a sudden, within the last nine to 10 months, abracadabra, just 10 months later, and Joe Biden's declining America, we are now completely energy dependent. And that dependency is due to the policies of the Biden administration. So it is interesting how this all works. The Biden administration ends the Keystone Pipeline. The Biden administration ends America's energy independence. The auto manufacturers make no cars for an entire year and blame it on microchips and COVID. BlackRock buys controlling shares of oil and gas companies and begins to disrupt and dismantle the gas and oil industry. The auto manufacturers then all of a sudden are producing all of the electric cars that you could possibly imagine. And Americans are put in a pinch. A real pinch. Financially. Many of them have lost their jobs. And so when Joe Biden releases a massive part of our nation's oil reserves, it will actually have no effect at all. Interesting how that has all worked. Because it isn't about helping Americans to succeed and survive, let alone thrive. It is about actually punishing and making life painful for Americans, to make them susceptible to make enormous changes. In their lives. They won't make those changes if they are comfortable, if they are doing well, if they are secure. But if you make it painful for them, if you make it nearly impossible for them, well then, they might just have to change. Interesting, isn't it, how this has all worked? It's almost like it has been carefully and meticulously planned. you know what else is really interesting? It's really interesting how all of the people back in 2020 who advocated for continuing to allow Chinese vacationers and students to continue to fly into the United States in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, All of those people who called Donald Trump a racist for ending flights from China into the United States during the beginning of the pandemic, the Chinese pandemic, you know, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Bill de Blasio. And by the way, speaking of Bill de Blasio and Nancy Pelosi, they were telling everybody to ignore the pandemic in early 2020 and come and celebrate Chinese New Year's in New York and San Francisco. Just that's on a side note. But It is interesting how all of those people who wanted to keep millions of people from China coming into the United States with flights directly from China are now the same people who want to restrict travel for Americans with natural immunity and keep them from traveling. The very same people, Biden de Blasio, Pelosi, Harris, Newsom, Schumer. The people that wanted Chinese people, those that are from the communist Chinese mainland, to come to America during the beginning of COVID and who all called Donald Trump a racist for restricting travel from China, are the same people who want to restrict travel from those who are Americans that don't have COVID but are vaccinated. That is really interesting, isn't it? I mean, like, wow, major iron law of projection here. It's almost like they are discriminatory against people who are conservative and that love liberty. You know what else is really interesting? Interesting. It is amazing how many people have settled into just taking payments from the government. I mean, like millions of people. And they have gone so long taking billions of dollars that most of their former employers are going to have to find other people to work. Citizens or immigrants. And in many cases, just to survive. Many of those same companies are going to have to rely on robotics and technology to replace those workers who just won't come back. It's almost as if we are finding out that human beings, you know, people that work, are obsolete. And you know what's interesting is what Karl Marx wrote about 150 years ago. You know, Karl Marx, the one that invented Marxism. You know, he wrote this. Quote, it is not a matter of freeing labor, but rather of abolishing it. That was Karl Marx. Because Karl Marx was about abolishing labor, abolishing work altogether. I mean, it is interesting that it is almost as if everything that Karl Marx had dreamed about is about to happen. Literally, Karl Marx's utopian dream. You know what else is really interesting? I mean, really, really wild. It is absolutely incredible how Gibraltar, the territory of the United Kingdom, which is between Spain and Morocco in the Mediterranean, I've been there before, which is by percentage one of the most vaccinated places on the planet. Actually, it is the most vaccinated place on the planet with more vaccinations being administered than their entire population. Well, they're having a huge spike in COVID-19 where they're over 100% vaccinated. So much so that the Gibraltar Director of Public Health is talking about canceling Christmas for all Gibraltar residents. And basically the same thing is happening in Israel, where the majority of their population is vaccinated as well. And COVID is spiking. It is interesting that the most vaccinated areas are all of the sudden having the largest number of COVID cases. Deadly COVID infections. And the virus spread is decreasing rapidly here in Florida as well. You know, the state where Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis live. It is where I live. And what is interesting is that Ron DeSantis's liberty-minded policies that have sought to snub the tyranny of the CDC and the Biden administration have worked well for those of us in Florida. Really well. And what is interesting is that COVID is spiking in states like New York, Pennsylvania, Washington, Michigan, where tyrant governors rule with an iron vaccinated fist. Those are the states with the spikes, not Florida. Interesting, isn't it? I mean, you think about it for a second. If Donald Trump was the president right now, Even though there might be some things you disagree with him on, and maybe I do too. But the last thing he would be doing is sending out mandatory vaccination requirements across the nation. That's the last thing he would do. So if you really wanted to play this whole game where the entire world is getting on the same COVID system, the same digital passport, well, that doesn't happen if Donald Trump is in office. So, if you're going to make the whole world do this, and Donald Trump said no, all of a sudden you've got a problem, don't you? Well, interesting, isn't that? It's interesting that everything that is going wrong in our nation is due to the policies of COVID tyranny and environmental communism. And everything that is right in our nation. Well, those things are right in the oasis of liberty, where the Constitution is respected and followed as the law of the land, and where the citizen's individual liberty is honored. That is where life is still working. It is interesting that wherever a George Soros district attorney or attorney general is in charge of administrating the law, that you would have absolute chaos and total chaos. In San Francisco where thieves are walking out of stores with whatever they want and the police are powerless to stop them. In St. Louis, where people who are protecting their homes are prosecuted. In Philadelphia, where their inner circle of society is crumbling from day to day. Where social justice reigns and where justice is snuffed out. Interesting how different Florida is than those crumbling cities. It is interesting to think about how good things were for all of us in 2018 and 2019. And it's interesting to think about how positive almost everyone was about the future back then. And it is interesting to watch the poll numbers of Joe Biden drop to historic lows. Historic lows for any president in our nation's history. And it will be interesting to see how America really responds. It will be interesting to see how young men and young women will wake up and realize that their entire future is being ripped apart in front of their eyes and discarded. It will be interesting to watch and see old school Democrats as they realize that they just put an old white version of a hybrid between a frail old Adolf Hitler and an old and angry Joseph Stalin in charge. And it will be interesting to see those old school Democrats realize that they have been tricked into a Marxist trap. Who may rise up and say along with their Trump supporting frenemies that quote we won't get fooled again. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences, Both Foreign and Domestic.